Well, hello there. Welcome to the professional wellness session with Constance. I am your host, Constance Wallace, a professional wellness coach. I cannot wait to dive in and explore different ways we can make sure we are practicing professional wellness in our lives. As a reminder, the information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Go ahead and grab your favorite beverage and get comfy so that we can begin exploring professional wellness. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to today's professional wellness session with Constance Session. I am your host, Constance Wallace, a licensed clinical mental health counselor, licensed professional counselor, and professional wellness coach. I first want to start by telling you thank you so very much for continuing to support this journey of professional wellness. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to, especially with our wonderful guests that we've had on, to talk about their journey with professional wellness, share their tips, share their struggles, just be really vulnerable. And I cannot thank them enough for coming on and just sharing that with me and with this audience. Stay tuned for a future wellness session in which I will provide a summary of some of the tips that were shared that resonated the most with myself, that resonated with listeners, uh, with the individuals who've reached out to me and shared, hey, I really like that they shared this. Or when they shared this, it made me think about this and I have these questions. So stay tuned for a future wellness session that will kind of give a wrap up of those uh, sessions with guests. Today's wellness session will focus on one of the topics that really prompted the professional wellness session with Constance. As I shared during the first wellness session, the murder of George Floyd resonated and impacted me on such a deep level as it did with so many individuals across the world. It made me realize that there needed to be a space to talk about how everyday life events impact us as professionals because unfortunately we see these things on television or we experience just different levels of trauma that occur in our families and our personal lives and it's not as much of a question I feel of how can you continue functioning at work how can you continue showing up in the way in which people expect you to show up. So what prompted this wellness session for today was the murders that occurred in Jacksonville, Florida last week. I'm uh, sure by the time that you're listening to 
this wellness session, you will have heard about those murders, senseless murders, in which they were targeted by someone who has stated in writing that they hated people simply for being black, simply because of the color of their skin. And unfortunately, when that happened, I was very sad and um, just, I don't know, it just felt like a, wow, here we go again. Um, but it wasn't covered as much as, let's say, George, the murder of George Floyd or um, when the murders occurred um, at, uh, I believe it's referred to as Mother, um, Mother Bethel or Mother um, um, AME. I grew up AME, so I'm not exactly sure the, the name, um, but it was in Charleston, Um when individuals, black individuals were murdered simply for worshiping. So while the, in, in my view, the, the murders in Jacksonville were not covered as extensively and it was easier to see that and just move on to the next story. And I, as I said, I felt sad that this had happened yet again but I did not realize the depths of which it impacted me until I was driving. Um, I believe it was on Monday. Yes. Monday morning, I was driving to drop off my little one, my little, um, dog for a grooming appointment. And on the way to drop off, I saw that there was construction of a dollar store and I realized that I just shuddered. I just was, I had a physical reaction to seeing a dollar store under construction. And I immediately thought about the murders that occurred in Jacksonville, Florida. And it wasn't something that I realized had impacted me to that level. However, it makes complete sense. And I wanted to have this, to dedicate this time, this space to talking about it, because I wonder if that's happened to someone else, regardless of if it was in response to the senseless murders in Jacksonville or any other racially targeted um, murder, shooting, that has taken place, have you noticed yourself respond in a way that you were surprised by because it's not as though you were consuming it nonstop. That's one of the, one of the tips that is shared regarding, uh, news coverage or information about murders or racially charged attacks is that you may want to limit your coverage um, or not your coverage, your viewership, um, the information you intake. And I was not going, as, as some of my friends, we refer to it as going down a rabbit hole of trying to discover as much information as possible about significant events that occur. 
or it could be insignificant events that you just go down a rabbit hole and you just search post after post, article after article, news story after news story. That's not what I found myself doing as a form of self-care. But even though I did not do that with this most recent heinous, racially charged, targeted um, murder that occurred, I still had a physical response. I'm not in Florida. I am in North Carolina. And even though the person who murdered individuals at that dollar store simply because of their race, even though they also decided to die by suicide, I still had a physical reaction to that store, to seeing a store with the same name being built. So I wanted to take time to just reflect on that and encourage all of you to reflect on how are you acknowledging the impact that specifically that racism has on you. I've taken trainings on the trauma of racism and it is real. When you know the history, which in so many places across this country is being diluted, But when you know the history and you understand the historical, the factual impact of racism, the knowledge that people have been targeted for their race for so many hundreds of years, that's not something that simply goes away. It's not something that you turn off the television and you don't think about it, that you decide not to read the newspaper and you aren't impacted by it. Studies have shown the reasons, some of the reasons why African-Americans have a higher chance of developing diabetes, of hypertension, stress levels being through the roof. It is traced to racism. So I want you to make sure that you are being kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Check in with your loved ones. Check in with yourself. This is your wellness check. Simply not living in the state or the city in which white supremacy is showcased on a national level, but simply being in that city or in that state, that does not exempt you from feeling the impact of that. I hear you. I see you. I care about you. If you need to take time 
away from work. It doesn't have to be taking a six week leave. It doesn't have to be taking FMLA where, you know, you may take an unknown amount of time of leave. It may be taking half a day. It may be taking your lunch time to simply listen to relaxing music, to meditate, to go for a walk, to chat with a friend that you haven't spoken to in a long time. Make sure that you are checking in on you because the impact of racism can come up for us in ways that we don't even know. If you find yourself being, um, having a a shorter temper, a shorter attention span, give yourself some time just to be with you. The trauma of racism is real. As I said before, I see you, I hear you. And I want you to see yourself, to hear yourself, to check in with yourself. It's okay to be overwhelmed. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be worried. That's one of the feelings that came up for me with the physical response that I had to seeing this store being built was the worry. Worry. And wow, will it happen at that store? While we know that it doesn't have to be a specific store, this has happened at a grocery store in New York. It's happened, as I mentioned, in a church in Charleston. This is not to make you afraid. That's not the goal of this at all. Not on the agenda. It's to remind you that it's okay to be worried. It's okay to have a physical, mental, or emotional response to trauma. That's why it's called the trauma of racism. So make sure that you're taking time for you. Make sure that you're implementing some healthy coping skills. Implementing healthy coping skills does not mean that you won't feel the impact of the trauma of racism. It simply means that you'll have healthy ways to deal with it. As I mentioned before, that could be taking some time off from work. That could be going for a walk. That could be talking to a friend. That can be journaling. It can be reading a book. It can be watching a movie. Make sure that you are taking time for you. And I will definitely continue this conversation regarding the trauma of racism and different ways in which it may show up for you in unexpected places. You could be driving to drop your kids off to school or you could be driving as I was to drop um, a pet off for an appointment. You could Be out to dinner. There can be so many things that can really trigger a response. Thank you for listening. Today's episode wasn't about uh, being a long episode. It was more so a check-in. And just to let you know, 
I understand. I understand. And make sure that you are connected with others who understand. Until next time, continue to be professionally well. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey to professional wellness by listening to the Professional Wellness Session with Constance Podcast. Are you following me on Instagram yet? If not, make sure you follow Professional Wellness Session. And you can also find out more information about the private practice, which is Positive Outlook Group, about the podcast, and about professional wellness coaching by going to my website, www.positiveoutlookllc.com. I hope you have a wonderful day and continue being well. See you next time.